You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and a very warm welcome to another episode of Wellness with Liz Earle. And today I'm joined by Candice Brown, a former teacher. Candice rose to foodie fame when she won the 2016 series of the Great British Bake Off. Yes, absolutely. Of course you've seen her with her delicious and unique bakes, including a gingerbread tribute to her publican parents and a stunning marzipan peacock showstopper. Well, since then, Candice has shared her delicious bakes and treats for the family in her debut cookbook, Comfort. And she also champions buying locally as an ambassador, alongside me, for Love British Food. So, Candice, welcome to My Wellbeing Studios. Thank you so much. And thank you very much for having me. And well done for being the new ambassador for Love British Food. Oh, so exciting. There's lots going on there. Well, we'll come on to that because I'd like to go right back to the beginning to kick off with your background yeah. and how you became such a foodie because you're you're from the north aren't you no i'm not you're not I'm, where no, are you from i'm from um edmonton north well, that london. shows my ge- north london north london okay <laughs> yes we are in london so you're from you're a northern girl we're, we're here in battersea so yeah. yes you're definitely north for us yeah i was i was uh, born and brought up born and brought up in edmonton i spent a lot of time with my nan and granddad who lived there in until they they passed away uh, my dad's from there so yeah that was very much it's kind of where people say where are you from and I always say I'm from North London because so I've lived in Bedford sort of since I was about 13 and um, we moved around quite a bit because mum and dad run pubs yeah. so we moved around a fair bit but actually yeah I'm I'm from Edmonton that's they're, they're my roots and I'm very proud of that. And where did the love of food come from? Well the love of food really I mean as a family we 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 love our food um was it pub lunches at home yeah I mean it was I was brought up in a pub surrounded by good pub grub um my mum used to work in the kitchen um dad saw the both of them in the bar um and just kind of that that type of food and everything like that good homely hearty food but actually it was, my, I suppose, my inspiration was, was my nan. I spent a lot of time with my nan and granddad growing up. My nan was the absolute apple of my eye. She was an incredible cook. She was an incredible baker. Made everything from scratch. Did she? And if she was there, I was like a limpet stuck to her side. So whether she was in the kitchen making pies, making dinner, things like that, I'd be up next to her. I'd drag the chair in from the living room and stand next to her and she'd give me the cut of the pastry to make jam tarts or... Mm make butterfly cakes things like that sounds pretty idyllic actually oh it's just yeah she was just perfect and I always say if I could be just a little bit the lady she was then I'm doing all right because 
She was perfect. That's a fantastic tribute. Mm. And then, so baking, how did that happen? How did you develop from a little girl cooking next to your nan into a baking superstar? Where did your love of cake making come from? Um, I just, I loved baking. I don't even know how it started. I just started doing bits and pieces and I went off to university. And Did you study teacher training? Um, so at university I did sport and PE actually mm. in it, and then I finished university and I did teach, I did my teacher training as a GTP mm-hmm. um, a few years afterwards. So I was at uni and I was obviously cooking for myself and things like that, but I used to sort of bake here and there, but actually I started baking more and more when um, sort of I was a uh, a teacher and the job would be quite stressful. I was a head of year, so in charge of around about 250 students. And this is secondary? Secondary school. So that's quite full on, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, very, very full on. You're very young to be head of year. Yeah, I did, I did really well. <laughs> Hats I was, off. Yeah, I was very, very, um, very sort of lucky to be sort of put in that position of trust. And I, and I loved it. And actually, I watched my year group go off to university um, in September. I went back to the school and it was incredible. But... Um, it was a stressful job and actually I started baking more and more because it was so different to school. So it was a therapy? Almost, yeah. And the I, mixing and yeah, the kneading. Yeah, definitely, and the... like that therapeutic mm. side of things and they're very methodical. And actually I had, um, I wasn't very well as well and I had sort of, I suppose a few sort of issues sort of surrounding that and it was just my happy place mm-hmm. and that worked mm. for me and it just kind of carried on like that. Um I just and I just I just used to bake more and more and more and it just I'd just be baking just everything and just be sort of like trying to find places for it to go. I just I think I just loved that it was so different from my job. Yeah. It was something I felt for the first time I come quite naturally to me as well. So I always say I'm not naturally clever and people laugh. <laughs> my family go, ha ha, never would have guessed. Um but actually that was the <laughs> thing that I feel like come a little bit more natural to me and it was just I feel feel good when I'm doing it yeah and how did you get to be on Bake Off then what happened did you put yourself forward thinking I can do this so I put myself forward but never thinking I could do this because actually when I told sort of my my best friends and family that I had applied they sort of said what that's very (laughs) unlike you and I said but just I'd love to be part of that it was never oh I could do that it was more that I'd love to be part of that. Because I've heard you say that you're quite shy and that you're you're not you don't like being centre stage so it's, much. It's more. It's not shy. It's I have these horrendous like lapses in confidence and self esteem and really? things like that. Yeah, and, and I think be, a lot of people will be surprised listening. Very surprised. You've been I've so successful that. and yeah. you've got this lovely, yeah. glossy, you know, smiley, confident yeah. persona. Yeah, and I but I have days where it's like self confidence and self esteem is crippling and I, I question how good I am and that was the same on Bake Off when things weren't going very well I was sort of that embarrassment of oh my goodness but I just loved the series so much I love watching it and I love baking I just wanted to be part of that loveliness mm. that was Bake Off. What was your favourite week? Because um, you did a Tudor week didn't you? That was I did a Tudor week, I loved Tudor week, yeah I loved Tudor week, I kind of went back to sort of like old-fashioned recipes with old-fashioned cuts of meat that had to be cooked for a long time. They say cooked for a long time. I had to do it in a pressure cooker, which scared the life out of me and everyone around me using this pressure cooker on That's not something we do these days, is no, it, pressure cooker? No. I, I was brought up with one, but yeah. you're, you're way too young. Sort of everyone sort of stepped back when it came to me opening <laughs> it. But thankfully it worked really well and I kind of I shucked all my own oysters, things like that when you can mm. touch the food and you 
I love making something that starts off as completely nothing and then mm. yeah it, it turns into something delicious but I love I love Tudor Week but probably the week that sticks in my mind is the gingerbread pub because that should have been my weakest week I, I hadn't done it at home I was crying because I just thought I'm not going to be able to do this I'm going to look silly and then all of a sudden apparently having two people shout you got one minute left managed oh, to spare me on and I incredible I got it done and yeah what a tribute to my mum and dad I was fantastic really, yeah. gingerbread pub and everyone recognized it they knew what pub <laughs> it, it was, was the actual well. pub yeah, it wasn't it was just amazing. a makeup pub no it was the pub <laughs> and so were you teaching at that time or yeah. had you so you were carrying on yeah the teacher's job and I know Lily my eldest she's also a qualified teacher yeah. and the hours are horrendous you tend to think oh well they they you know pack up at three and go home oh, and no, no, have no. long holidays but it's no. not like that at all is it? it's no. really intense it's a really really intense job and while I was um doing bake-off I was at a school in Berkhamstead and I was second in in department for the special needs department or as we called it the inclusion department only teaching a little bit of PE um a week so the days were very very different again mm. in a mainstream secondary school but the school was so supportive. My head obviously knew what I was doing because sort of every week I'd have to go in and say, he'd say, how did you get on? And I'd say, well, I need this day. Mm. Or, yeah, is that okay? And he'd go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just so supportive. I mean, I didn't sleep very much for 10 weeks, that's for sure. It's kind of right. I went to work, I'd do the bit, come home, bake, 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 write, bake, 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 go to work. And, and how did you keep yourself going with fuel? I mean, you know, you talk about doing PE, being involved, being very active. Presumably, you weren't just living on all the cakes you were baking. No, it was, I mean, I, I did a lot of testing. I did a lot of... You have to eat, don't you? So that's, yeah. how do you get around that? The just... savoury weeks, and when I was doing savoury, they were a very welcome, a welcome Mm -hmm. kind of change but it's just making sure that things were sort of um easy to grab and easy to eat while I was on the go so what sort of things would you fuel up with um I mean there were times when I I, I might have eaten a couple of magnums during the day when it was <laughs> confession hot. time yeah this but is well being studios you know like nuts and dried fruit <laughs> and things like that but at that time I needed a sugar yeah I needed it I needed a mm. little bit of sugar I needed kind of that that boost but Things like nuts and having actually the sort of family were very good. Like mum might stop over and bring sort of some food and things like that. And also my other half, Liam, he's a great cook. Um, I'd sort of go into write down what I'd been doing and he'd clear down the kitchen and come up with a sandwich and go, just eat this or just like, come on, just Fantastic, calm. your support team. Absolutely brilliant. My biggest cheerleaders and still my biggest support team. So. And what about the kids at the school when they realised that you were on and Miss was on telly? Yeah, that was very, <laughs> very funny because I think everyone thought I was either very poorly or um, pregnant because I was having sort of a few sort of sporadic days and I obviously looked very tired. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so when the names got released, it was during the summer holidays, so I just got sort of a barrage oh. of abuse, like, that's how you've been, oh. you monkey, and I'd be like, oh, sorry. Um, yeah, and of course, then I got back, and sort of the students would shout, bake off, down the corridor, and then yes. hide, and I'd go, I know, come on, yeah. mate. Yeah, funny that, really. Yeah, <laughs> or they'd go, oh, you look really ugly when you cry, miss. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm oh. fully aware of that, but... There was also some, they were great as well. And I think when you're a teenager, you don't want to be seen sort of singing a, a teacher's mm. praise. But I had a couple of moments where sort of a student would stay behind and go, me and my family watched you last night, miss. We thought you were really good. And then leg oh, it. Yes. And sort of like, okay, thank you. So and did you find that that, that opened up conversations about food generally? Yeah, because they'd kind of ask, how did you do that? And, and oh my gosh, like, what did you do? And how did you do that? Or why didn't that cook? Or... 
shame your bread didn't cook and I'll go actually do you know how it's really difficult to make bread mm. in that short space of time because of and it would and I and I used to kind of try and get these lessons in which would we'd call sort of life skills and actually try and get the students understanding about food because I used to drive to work in the morning and see the meeting tubes of crisps on the way or family packets of crisps on the way and just at eight o'clock in the morning so that was breakfast drinking energy drinks and mm. yet when i asked them what was the key component of a beef burger they weren't able to tell me um you got them to make beef burgers once yeah you? well i got them to try and write down what makes up a beef burger and the answer from a few of them was say burger and a bun i said but what is it that goes in that kind of thing? How do you make the burger and exactly. how do you make the bun? Exactly. Well, there's a real disconnect, isn't there? You yeah. must have seen that in, in schools. Yeah. And I mean, do you know what? School food has got a lot better. Mm. Um, just a brilliant sort of selection where I was. And you have your meal in the day of the day that does have vegetables and does have all sort of the components. And will the children eat it? Sometimes. But mm. if the sun's out and they've got the choice of grabbing a slice of pizza and standing outside they're going to do that rather than have a sit down yeah. meal so it's about I think it's about working through and trying to find out a happy medium and a balance whereby they can grab quick things mm -hmm. but actually that's using things that are local explaining where the food comes from and whether they need to kind of join up old school cookery classes with trips to the school canteen that kind of thing yes or even out to farmers and growers exactly where it came from exactly so a burger doesn't arrive in the world as a burger as a burger it's it not starts on four legs yeah exactly yeah. yeah with your work now as the new ambassador for love british food and we're so thrilled and proud i say we because i became an ambassador a year yeah. ago and Raymond Blanc, obviously the senior ambassador. Um, I think we have to call him Your Excellency, don't you? I think I think so. we should yeah, refer to him as that. Like yeah, and that I don't think well. he has any Ferrero Rocher, actually. I think he probably makes something rather more delicious, delicious at Le Manoir. Yeah, but um, obviously you do have this new role. Are you seeing that playing into schools? Um, definitely. I think because when I... I say when I think about food, because I, all, I, I, all I seem to do is think about food. It's a bit of a running joke. But actually, when I go anywhere, when I'm looking at food, when I'm thinking about food, when I'm thinking about recipes and what I'm doing, or if I visit somewhere and I see what's on offer, I'm kind of in my head all the time thinking, oh, amazing, that's seasonal. I'm going to eat that because that's seasonal. Or asparagus mm. at the moment, so I'll always have asparagus. It's so good at the moment. Or you see things with strawberries and they're starting to come in. Mm -hmm. And then I see things that aren't maybe seasonal or there you kind of know that you just think come on that could you could you've got something here you yeah. could you could work with that and I'd love to to do some more because I understand how schools work I understand how children work I understand sometimes how kind of like teenagers work and things like that and, actually, and budgets because let's face it you know it is exactly. expensive you should celebrate yourself every day but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What I loved, actually, when we had the uh, lunch, we did mm-hmm. a, a press lunch, earlier in the year at um, Elliston Street Restaurant, which is the amazing new restaurant of Phil Howard, and who's a Michelin-star chef. And he cooked this incredible three-course lunch, all with British produce. It was the most delicious thing, literally worthy of a Michelin star. And he did it for the same budget as a hospital lunch, an NHS hospital lunch. It was beautiful. It it, was unbelievable. It really was extraordinary, Mm -hmm. showing what can be achieved. And actually, when you go down into his kitchen, down in the basement, it's not a huge kitchen. It's probably a lot smaller than most NHS hospital kitchens. Mm. And there's no natural light. I mean, it really is a very subterranean cave. Um, And they are still managing to produce this extraordinary food. So I think... You know, my view is that with a bit of knowledge and passion, we can perhaps it can be done. Switch completely. institutions who are cooking on a on a bigger scale. Completely, and I think I think it's so important. You think about you kind of you've got your your schools which are shaping young people for the future. You've got mm. hospitals which are trying to make people better, and then you've got care homes which are looking after the people that shaped our future. Mm. So all of these 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 people need nurturing mm. and rebuilding or heal, healing or just actually supporting when especially when I think about sort of care homes and things like that I have experience of seeing my granddad in a care home and the food being not great and for someone that suffered with Alzheimer's in my head food was a a real trigger for him that would bring him back to us in what so, sense in that would trigger memories and nostalgia so I would take him a corned beef sandwich and it was his most favourite thing in the whole wide world and that would bring him back yet he wouldn't know he would think I was my nan yes or I'd give him a choc ice and he'd be the happiest person in the world or or a bit of ginger and he'd roll it around and those things would bring him back because they're the flavours and the textures that he knew yes not a slice of white bread with butter on it or margarine because that's not what my nan gave him yeah. a sausage roll out of the packet that's not what tin spaghetti hoops he was 80 he would never eat a tin of spaghetti hoops in his life Mm. so these sorts of things are so important they're like three really key areas and I think Mm -hmm. so much can be learned even at that age Mm. 
Even That's really age. interesting, isn't it, about bringing people back using senses. I mean, my, my brother, who's a musician, he often goes into care homes and plays music and he will play, you know, hymns or wartime songs or things that would have been familiar to that person growing up as a child. Completely. And all of a sudden, you know, they can't remember their own name or recognise their husband or wife, but they can remember the words of they the song the and they the can song. sing. Yeah. And it just seems to unlock something in the brain. And I guess the same is true with the sense of taste and smell yeah. when it comes to, to food. Completely. And I used to see that happen before my eyes. His eyes would go from a, a grey to a blue and he'd maybe start talking about when he was in the Navy or things like that. Yeah, really? he would he would wouldn't know what day of the week it was or things like that. And and I think that's where food is so important, but actually that's where we need to maintain this incredible sort of tradition and and food that we have we're so lucky that we can get foods all over from all over the world literally on our doorstep but we also need to hold on to those mm. traditional flavors and food yeah, as well and not lose them exactly because we are incredible. so lucky you know I, I spend a lot of time in east africa and that's on the equator and they don't have seasons I know. It's just yeah. sunny. The same. You know, and yeah. sometimes it rains and sometimes you have a long rain or a short rain, but kind of that's it. And what is such a pleasure about, I mean, sometimes it's a curse too, but the real joy of being in the UK, for those of you who are listening in the UK, hopefully will agree, is that there is this dynamic of the year and mm -hmm. celebrating seasonality of knowing that, you know, we only get asparagus in the beginning of the summer and that we get leeks coming in at a certain time or we get, you know, lovely savoy cabbage coming mm -hmm. in in the winter time or artichokes or whatever it is. And it, it is that, that pleasure of seeing something new, knowing that it's really fresh. Yeah. So it's likely to be more nutritious. It hasn't had a lot of air miles to, to yeah. get to you or road miles if it's coming in on refrigerated truck and you know we know that fresh produce is more nutritious mm -hmm. so when we're looking at hospital catering or care home and schools as well I mean we're building the brains for the future aren't well, they we? are our future yeah, yeah. They, we need to make sure that they are they are looked after and they are nurtured. And they so are, are you literally healthy. going to be doing work around this? Are you going to be talking to people? Yeah, so I'm going to be going to the local authority um, catering um, association. So actually talking to to people who, I suppose, deliver and support food through all the schools, which is mm. just incredible. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's it's by all means, I, I, I don't have... The answer or anything like that but what I do do is I, I love to talk to people and I love to ask questions and I want to learn as well and I think mm. that's got to be the key it's that talking and sharing and understanding and you have um, a platform now to do that I, from. which is just incredible and I'm so lucky to have that that platform um, and I just it, every day it makes me smile and every day I <laughs> kind of say thank you because I am I'm very very lucky um, but it's, it's just amazing I just I, I I love food. I love talking about it. I love thinking about it. And we are we are so lucky. Yeah. We're so lucky here. And we do have so much and so much variety. Yeah. And it's almost like a little surprise sometimes, especially <laughs> because sometimes the seasons are a little bit interchangeable. Mm -hmm. If you kind of get a mushroom a little bit earlier on in the year yeah. and they start coming up. And you... Do you pay much attention to labels? Do you look at things when you put them in your trolley about where things come from? Or... More and more and more. And mm. it's What sort of things like, do you look for? I look for where it's grown. I try and look for British as much as possible, yeah. especially when it comes to meat and things. I don't, I don't really, I don't really understand how larger supermarkets aren't stocking more because yeah. 
our farmers do such an incredible job and they need to be supported. They need oh, I mean, I always say it's, you know, it's use it or lose it, yeah, frankly. 100%. You know, if, if you want the guardians of the British countryside yeah. and so many, and I, I speak as a working farmer, and the amount of work that goes on by so many farmers as, as stewards of the land, mm-hmm. you know, when we... I mean, we're a pasture-fed farm, so we have very wide verges around all our fields where we have a big margin for wildlife and for butterflies and for all the pollinators mm-hmm. and for biodiversity and keeping all these species growing and keeping the countryside yeah. green. You know, I mean, that's, that prevents it from being built over and turned mm-hmm. into kind of concrete car parks by having the land used and providing food. Food security for the country is really important. Yeah, it's just, so it's we've just got so to support important. British farmers. Sorry, I sound like I'm on a soapbox no, now, but I really do feel no, very passionately I, about I, it. I, completely agree I completely agree and and when you 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 can go to places and one of my favorite things to buy is if you if I go in areas buying local butter mm. and local cream and, and they all taste different don't they from oh different areas gosh, just yeah. like unbelievable it's these simple simple things mm-hmm. and you just think we need to make sure when we're, we're not going to lose this to sort of your your over manufactured and things like that and mm. but also I, I fully understand obviously that money sometimes comes into it but that's where but that seasonality think, comes exactly. in doesn't it because when there's and a glut also, of something it's cheap yeah and also making sure that we're supporting and showing that that's what it is actually it's not easy to go not not easier to go and buy a whole heap of frozen stuff and things like that but actually you can work and again it's just I suppose educating more and and having that conversation and the less something's been processed the cheaper it tends to be exactly the reason I asked you actually about labels is that I've just been so shocked and scandalized actually by Tesco's making fake farms so I don't know whether you've heard about this but Mm -hmm. they've created a whole load of labels um, which give them sort of very Britishy found sounding mm-hmm. names, uh, and you think, oh, that's come from a farm with yeah. this particular name, you no know, Rose Dean or whatever mm. farm, and then when you look at the label, it just says produce of Peru or mm. somewhere, and actually it's just a huge agricultural grower, yeah. and there is no farm of that yeah. actual name, and that is such a marketing greenwash yeah. to try and dress something up. So you know, for me, I do look at provenance, but it's got to be a genuine provenance. There's got yeah. to be a real farm and a real farmer and a family attached to it, and you know the British flag, and and, it's, and it says actually I was looking at um, some labels that the co-op were doing, and it didn't just say it was some spinach. Actually, it wasn't just you know grown in the UK or produce of Britain or whatever it said grown in Shropshire gives you the county yes I will look that That, you know absolutely you know you know I don't necessarily need to know the name of the farm or whatever although that's always nice especially with things like fruit and stuff and it the taste wise it makes such a difference Mm. and I always look and I think okay right we're in the middle of the middle of winter yet we're getting strawberries yeah, or blueberries and things that like that. From? And where mm. have they come from? And I mean, obviously, that that's. I'm not saying I I don't ever use them because at times they are used. Yeah, but like I think that. as a staple, but as a, mm-hmm. as when you're using seasonal, nothing tastes better. And it's it's that education of people understanding that, like you said, in abundance equals cheaper and tastier and more nutritious. And yeah. We're so lucky to have that. Like you say, other yeah. countries don't. They don't have, have the season, and it's the same all year round. Yeah, there's always something we need um, to look forward definitely. to. What I loved about your approach to food is that it's very comforting and very satisfying. Mm-hmm. And I think it's probably no coincidence then that your first book was called Comfort. Yeah. So yeah. tell me about that. What was the rationale behind it? So for me, it's I'm not a chef. I'm not trained. 
I've not been scalding kind of food and cookery or anything like that. It's just, I love food. I love asking questions about food. And they are recipes that I know and recipes that I love, just with my little twist on them. And the, f the book is very much about everything kind of in moderation. It's the things that you ate maybe as a child that maybe your mum made, that your nan made, that you had at school as a school mm. pudding. Um, and again, it's about memories and nostalgia. I've got recipes in there from my nan with that I haven't changed because I haven't needed to because they were perfect with her handwriting and her recipe sort of pictured in the book and things that are my dad's favourite and things that my other half is Scottish. So there's a couple of Scottish twists on mm, things I think in that's there. why I thought you were Northern, actually. I remember yeah. the, the Scottish. Because, of yeah. course, you're getting married soon. Yes, in September. If you're listening to this in real time. Yeah. So it'll be just around the time we yeah. go out, I should think. You're um, having a Scottish wedding. We're having a real sort of mix of everything, really. There's going to be some Scottish influence and obviously some some British. And Are you sure baking the cake? London. No way. <laughs> <laughs> I've made a couple of wedding cakes and it's more stressful than the bake -off. So, uh, yeah, I'll it'll be very stressful for whoever's making yours yeah, to know that they're yeah, making your cake. The eleven other bakers or the other bakers, so I'll leave them in charge of doing that. They're taking that. Really? Advice, so yeah, isn't that so nice? Will it be a surprise? Complete surprise. I said, I don't mind. You go for it. I know you're all amazing. So that's so fantastic. Yeah. Well, it's lovely to chat to you. We Thank wish you, you so all much. the very best, and I look forward to standing alongside you. Oh, on our Love British Food platform. Absolute pleasure, I'm so lucky. No, and thank I you very much. look forward to the transformations that will happen, hopefully, or start yeah. to happen and continue in Definitely. institutional it's catering. It's going to be great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, that is all we have time for today. And if you haven't already, if you want to listen to the next episode, please make sure you click subscribe. And that means that the download will get safely onto your phone. And if you can leave a review, that would be fab too, as it helps other people to find the show. Now, as always, we will put the links to everything that Candice has spoken about. We might even sneak one or two of her recipes on there too, and some behind the scenes <laughs> pictures that will be downloadable over on our website. And that's also where you can sign up to our weekly newsletter for more well-being wisdom recipe ideas obviously and some behind the scenes treats so until the next time we chat go well bye-bye planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.